Hello and welcome to another episode of Life in the Dark, a podcast dedicated to the golden age of radio and Hollywood's classic era. This podcast is part of the Nomad in the Middle network. More information can be found at nomadinthemiddle.com. Sergeant X. They say that ghosts and the like just don't exist. That when a person passes on, he just lies quietly, not bothering another soul, so to speak. You believe that, don't you? Mm-hmm. Well, did you ever hear about the skull that walked? No? Then listen, my friends, to the Mystery Playhouse. <laughs> I guess uh, superstition's a pretty hard thing to down completely, isn't it? I mean, uh, under certain circumstances, almost anybody can get the creeps and get them good. I guess most of us are a little bit afraid of the unknown. For instance, uh, taking a midnight stroll through a graveyard isn't exactly your idea of fun, is it? And I don't suppose you'd particularly go into ecstasies if you happened to witness a good gory murder, either. Well... There's a fellow I know who thinks this all comes under the heading of good, clean fun. His hobby is horror, and he likes to tell stories along those lines. I think he has one for you right now. Wait till I try this door here. Good evening, friends of the Inner Sanctum. This is Raymond, your host. Well, come in, won't you? Yes, how are your spirits this evening? Oh, I'm glad to hear that. Our spirits are fine, too. Would you like to see them? Oh, it's no trouble at all. Now, um, which would you care to see first? The spirit or the body? Oh, well, the body is right over there on the floor. And the spirit is right next to it. Oh, oh, you can't see it. I forgot to tell you, you have to be one in order to see one. <laughs> Shall we get started? Well, naturally. Now, uh, turn out the lights. No, no, you won't see any ghosts in the dark, but <laughs> they'll be able to see you. <laughs> Far from town, there are a group of three hills. On the summit of the highest of them is the Cruz estate, owned by two brothers, Arthur and Carl. At this moment, Carl and his wife, Lucille, are digging a hole at the entrance of the estate, planting young poplar trees. Carl, I think it's deep enough. Oh, I think we ought to go a little deeper down. 
Oh, here comes Spears. Spears? You're digging? Yes, we're going to plant a whole row of Lombardy poplars. Uh-huh. You you mean right here? Yep. We're going to line both sides of the road. Well, perhaps you'd better let me do it. I, I'm your caretaker. I should do the garden. Spears, you look upset. What's the matter? Well, where you're digging is an old Indian burial spot. There's a curse on it. Oh, don't worry about it. Spears, you don't believe it? Of course not. Lucille and I don't go in for superstition. Yes, but it's no superstition, sir. It's a... You hit a rock. Uh-huh. Oh, I... That sounds like a rock. A little hollow. Dig it up, whatever it is. Yeah. Oh, it's a skull. Yes. A skull. Well, Spears is right. This place must have been an old Indian burial oh, ground. Please put it back. No, keep it. Carl. Perhaps you'd better put it oh, back. No. Please, please bury it again, Mr. Cruz. It will bring bad luck to all of us. No, Spears, that's just a silly, silly superstition. Well, uh, what about the rest of the skeleton? Well, well there doesn't seem to be one. No. Just a skull. Uh, uh, you bring it into the house, will you, Spears? Little partner, I'd rather not. All right, I'll take it in myself. Don't either of you mention this to my brother, Arthur. He's terribly scared of things like this, and he's just gotten over his nervous breakdown. Carl, perhaps you should put the skull back. Well, Lucille, you're not being taken in by this hokum about curses, are you? <laughs> that sounded like my wife, Mary. She was cleaning the windows. Good heavens. She fell out of the window. Mary. 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 Well, she's unconscious. Please do something. You must do something. I'm afraid there's nothing we can do, Spears. She hit her head against a rock. She's dead. How, Spears? He's quieted down. I can't understand it. There's only one rock underneath the window, and Mary hit that. That one rock. There isn't even a pebble around for yards. Well, don't go imagining things again, Arthur. Spears kept talking about a curse. Spears believes in pixies and gremlins, too, don't forget. Well, I feel rather funny about it all. Oh, Carl, maybe you'd better switch some more lamps on. This living room feels gloomy. Oh, let's cut this nonsense out. Wait. Do you hear anything? Oh? No, I don't. Yeah. Well, then it's coming from the ceiling. What's well, coming from the ceiling? I don't hear... What is it? must be the beams. I sometimes do that from the heat. It's not the beams. It's too regular a sound. What room is directly above us? It's an old bedroom. We use it as a storeroom now. It hasn't been open in years. There's something up there. Of course there is. A lot of old things from years back. Did you put the skull in the skull of Dora? Yes, I did. What are you two whispering? It's coming down the stairs. We'll take a look at the settlements. Your feet, Carl. The skull. How, how did it get down here? It came down the steps. Seems to be looking up at us. A skull. How, how did it get into the house? Carl found it while digging. Spears said it belonged to some Indian. Spears was right. There is a curse on the house. We'll all be killed. I'm leaving. I can't stand it. Well, Carl... 
What are you going to do with the skull? Well, lock it up in the closet. Lock it. Carl, you'd better bury it again. No, I... I can't do that, Lucille. If I do, it means... I believe in all this Tommy rot about ghosts. Well, then suppose you tell me how a skull could open a door and then come bouncing down the steps. I don't know. Maybe someone's playing a trick on it, dear. What happened to Mary was no trick, Carl. Nor is this, and you know it. Well, whatever it is, I- I'm not going to bury it. We'll keep it locked up in the closet. Oh, Mr. Cruz. Uh, yes. What is it, Spears? Well, it, it isn't my place to tell you, sir, but I... You're referring to the skull, aren't you? Yes, sir. Well, it won't bother us anymore. The whole thing's some queer trick. I've got it safely hidden in this closet. I'm putting a lock on the outside. But the lock isn't going to do any good, sir. It will break through the door, just like the last time. I don't think anything like that can happen again. I'm the only one that has a key to this lock. If the skull wants to break out, it'll have to come to me for the key. How are you feeling, Arthur? I'll never feel right in this house again. Oh, nonsense. Why don't you put a light on? Arthur, it's, it's morbid sitting here in the dark by yourself. We're all going to die. Don't be ridiculous, Arthur. Where is the skull? Where it can't get out. Tomorrow I'll take it into town and let the police look at it. Tomorrow will be too late. Look, I, I'm getting tired of this. You've got to get hold of yourself, Arthur. You, you'll go completely to pieces. You think I'm a coward, don't you? No, you're not a coward. You're just a victim of your own exaggerated imagination. Wait. There's someone at the door. I'll open it. Who is it? I... I don't know. No one came in. Something came in. For heaven's sake, put the light on. The skull. I can't believe it. You can't believe it. <laughs> there it is, grinning at you from the floor, but you can't believe it. You don't believe in these things. I, I, I put a lock on the door. Locks aren't going to help. Nothing is going to help. We're all going to die. It's, uh... It's an hour later now. Arthur has gotten over his hysteria, but he is still terrified. I'm not going to spend another night in this house, Carl. But, Arthur, there's got to be some logical explanation. I'm not in the least bit curious. I just want to get out of here tonight. I'm going to go with him, Carl. Lucille. Well, perhaps we'll bury it again. We'll put it back in the same place we found that it. That won't do any good. It's too late now. Don't be ridiculous. If it wants anything at all, it wants to get buried again. I'm sure all this mysterious business will come to an end as soon as we bury it. The house won't ever be the same. Oh, stop it. Both of you. You're acting like a couple of scared children. We'll put the skull back where we found it and and we won't be bothered by it anymore. Spears! Spears! Uh, Yes, Mr. Cruz? This... This skull. Let's take it out and bury it in the same place where we found it. I'm glad you reconsidered, sir. It's the only way. I I don't seem to remember the spot. Well, it's on the other side, sir, right near the entrance road. Oh, yes. 
Yes, sir. Here it is. Yes. But the hole with Doug. It's not here. I I filled it in, sir. Oh. Well, we'd better dig it up. Yes, sir. If you'll hold the skull, I'll dig it open. We might as well do it right. I know exactly how deep it was. If you don't mind, Miss Cruz, I'd rather not touch the skull. All right. Yeah. Yeah, that's about right. Well, I'll put the thing back. But it it doesn't seem to want to go back. Oh, I just missed dropping it into the hole. Uh, hold the flashlight down here. Yes, sir. Well, that does it. Oh, I hope we'll have no more trouble. Well, Carl, did you bury it? Yes, same place. That's all. Forget about it, shall we? Maybe it's easy for you, Carl. But I won't forget about it for a long time. Neither will I. I'll be having nightmares about it for months. I don't know what's gotten into you, Lucille. You were never easily frightened. I'm not. But skulls that roll by themselves give me a funny feeling. Mm. Well, uh, look, come on, let's play cards, huh? Cards? We don't need more than three hands to play. We'll forget the whole crazy business, huh? Okay? Oh, we might as well. All right, steal the cards. Well, we're getting back to normalcy, huh? Arthur, how's your card? That wind came up suddenly. Who's first? You are. Oh, all right. Uh, nine of diamonds. You're gone. Come on, Arthur, throw a card. I think I hear something. Of course you do. The wind. No, I... I thought I heard a rapping sound. Look, just pay attention to the game and stop listening for sound. Here's my card. You threw a club diamonds for suit. Oh, I'm, I'm sorry. Did you hear that? What was that? Sorry, the wind blowing the shutter. Oh, come on, let's play. Throw a card, Arthur. There's someone at the door. It isn't the wind. Someone's outside. All right, I'll open the door. Yes. No, don't open it. Please, Lucille. Sitting here frightened isn't going to do us any good. We've got to open the door. Don't open it, Carl. Who is it, Carl? What? Uh, it was it's nothing. It's just the wind. You're lying. Your face is white as a sheet. I know. It's the skull. It's come back. I, I tell you, it's nothing. It's it just the wind. Nobody was there. I'll see for myself. I, I didn't hear you knock. I didn't. I want to talk to you, Spears. Uh, yes, Mrs. Cruz, but it, it's rather late. You've been up late before. Oh, yes, but it, it's just that I'm tired tonight. I I don't mean to be rude. You've been doing a lot of night work? What are you referring to, Mrs. Cruz? Spears, you don't really believe in skulls that move around by themselves, do you? Well, I, I warned your husband about it. It's a curse. Is it part of a curse for a skull to use a trowel to unbury itself? Your trowel? My trowel? Oh, you're mistaken. Oh, no, I'm not. I just came from there. Why would I want to do anything like that? Mm -hmm. Why? Why well, I'm here. I'd like to know why. 
Please, Mrs. Cruz, I, I'm tired. We'll talk about it in the morning. We'll talk about it now, Spears, right now. Get out of my room. All right. I'm going straight to the police. I've got the trowel. We'll see if the skull left any fingerprints. You won't do that, Mrs. Cruz. Oh, yes, I will. All right, Spears, just sit right where you are. I'll shoot. Oh, please. Put the gun down. Start talking. It's all a mistake. If you don't start talking, I'll shoot. In self-defense. Did you dig up that skull? Well, I... I, Did you? Yes. Yes, I did. And you rolled the skull down the steps. The first night it was in this house, didn't you? Well, it was only a joke. And you also managed to open the closet. Yes, but I... Whose skull is it? I don't know. You're lying. That skull has something to do with you. I checked up on it. Your first wife disappeared. Perhaps the police can identify the skull. Oh, please, don't go to the police. I... Well, it was my first wife, Jane. I, I killed her. I didn't want your husband to bring the skull to the police, so I tried to scare all of you away from here as the safest measure. Go on. Yet... Wait a minute. Who rolled the skull into Arthur's room? It wasn't me. It must That's have been... That's right. It was me. Perhaps you and I can work things out. I tried to frighten my dear brother-in-law Arthur away so that I can have complete ownership of the entire estate. You see, Arthur is leaving tonight. Yeah. Perhaps we can help each other. No one has to know of our little conversation. No one is going to know. Well, now that we've both accomplished our purpose, maybe it would be the best thing to bury the skull again. Yes. We'll do it now. Well, here we are. Let's hurry. They'll miss me if I'm out here too long. Perhaps we'd better dig another hole. It doesn't matter. Will you hold the skull? No. I... But now... You haven't suddenly gotten squeamish, have you, Mrs. Cruz? Put the skull in the ground and dig that hole. All right. <laughs> What's the matter? The skull. Look at it. What about it? It's moving. Can't you see? Well, that, it, it is just the wind pushing it. There. Yes. There. It's deep enough now. Hand me the skull. Oh, I forgot you. You won't touch it. All right, I'll get it myself. What's the matter? My hand. I can't get my hand out. The jaws. Clamp down. Your hand. Please. Help me. You've got to help me. Something. I've got to do something. You've got to let go. Oh, please, Jane. Jane, darling. I didn't mean to kill you. You're my wife. I didn't mean it. It was an accident. Please believe me. I, I'll do anything. Anything. Oh, no. No, Jane. How is she, Carl? Pretty bad. The doctor says it's hopeless. There's nothing more I can do. Her hair is turned completely white. She's just out of her mind. Horrible. Spears died this morning. He never recovered consciousness. Died of fright. Everything else seems to make sense, but I, I don't understand how the skull could have clamped its jaws on his hand. 
when he picked it up. He must have picked it up upside down. The lower jaw, which swings on a hinge, came down. He was so frightened that his hand froze to the skull. Spears was just frightened to death. as a knocker for the inner sanctum door. Good night. Pleasant dreams. <laughs> well, uh, thank you very much, friend Raymond. Your sense of humor is really quite refreshing. That is in a ghoulish sort of way. We'll be trying your creaking door again soon for some more laughs. Well, right now, let's look in on the green room where the players are rehearsing the next performance in the Mystery Playhouse. Follow me, please. Come. What a crowd. Hey, Dexter. How's it feel to be both a spy-catching hero and a prospective bridegroom at the same time? At the moment, it feels like being the 13th sardine in a tin built for 12. My doghouse is always like this. Hey, finish your story, Stanley, about Dexter reporting the German agent that, uh, what's his name? Courts. Courts, yeah. Well, Dexter here figures that Courts is up to something, so he tips off the FBI. Hey, yeah. hey, you guys, take a look at that gal in the black dress. <laughs> That's fine thought for a guy who's about to get married. Go on, Stanley. <laughs> Dexter's only trying to change the subject. Well, following up Dexter's tip, the federal men trapped Courts. Uh-huh. That was six weeks ago. <laughs> So today, in three minutes, in fact, Quartz is going to get quite a shock. Quite a shock. You mean they're going to... That's right. At six o'clock, that'll be less than three minutes now, Quartz is being electrocuted. You ought to read the newspapers, Lieutenant, and find out about things. Well, when you just got back from the canal zone, you're likely to neglect the newspapers for the first few days. Hey, the gal behind us. <laughs> what did you say, Dexter? The gal behind us. One in the black dress. Oh. Mom's too thick. I can't even turn around to get a look at her. Hey, go on, Sammy. What was this Quartz after? Plans of a new type mortar, wasn't it, Dexter? Mortar? Oh, I, I can't say. Oh, don't be such a clam. But it's taboo, I tell you. Well, don't get sore about it. Oh, who's sore? Come on, come on. Let's get out of this mob and find some less crowded joints, huh? Oh, take it easy. Let's have at least one drink here, and now we finally got to the bar. Ouch! <laughs> <laughs> what the hell? What's the matter, Dexter? Somebody step on your corn? Oh, no, it felt like someone stuck a needle in my hand, but... The way I'm wedged in here, I can't even lift my hand to see. <laughs> Probably a pen scratch you. With all these women about. Hey, Dexter. According to the clock on the wall there, Quartz is being executed right this second. Hey, it's kind of close in here. Let's get out and get some fresh air. Take a look in the mirror over the bar, Stanley. That woman behind me. Uh-uh. That's what Dexter's been muttering about. The brunette in black. Smooth. Hey, you know her? What makes you think I know her? Why, well, I thought she nodded at you. Just my natural good looks. <laughs> I never saw her before in my life. It's, uh, kind of close in here. Let's get out. I can hardly breathe. Oh, stop clowning, Dexter. Quit leaning on me. What's eating, Dexter? Just because he's going to be married. <laughs> you shouldn't have mentioned marriage, Stanley. From the way he's leaning on me, he must have faded. <laughs> That's all the fright. <laughs> Come on, Dexter. Take your weight off him. Oh, I knew that care myself. This. Say, Stanley. He has painted or something. No kidding. Oh, Dexter's a practical joke. No, this isn't a joke. He's all gray about the lips. Huh? Look at it. I'm holding his wallet. Oh, Dexter. Dexter. Dexter, what's the matter? Dexter. 
Is he all right? What's the matter with him? Was he all right? No. He isn't. I I think he's dead. It's impossible. Is that Dr. Hill? Open his collar or something. Just don't let him wait there. Come on. Over here. Please, let the doctor through. Lieutenant, what on earth happened? The doctor, maybe he can tell us. The doctor's arriving at him. Ralph. Here, let's have a look. Help me turn this man over. Sure. Looks like he's been suffocated. Doctor, is he dead? Oh, yes, he's dead all right. Oh. He can't be. Only a minute ago, he, he was standing here talking with us. He said something about somebody sticking a needle in his hand. What's that piece of black paper on the back of his right hand? Oh, Don't touch it. Don't touch it. Hmm. It's thin black cardboard. Perfect circle, about a quarter of an inch in diameter. With a tiny hole in the exact center. Hmm. There's a small puncture in the skin on the back of the right hand, right over the place where the circular piece of cardboard was. A drop of blood caused the cardboard to adhere to his hand. Somebody better call the police. The police? Why? Because it looks as if your friend here has been murdered. Couldn't have been murdered. I was standing right beside him all the time. No one to leave. Everybody stay right where you are. And you over there, call the police department and ask for homicide. <laughs> Detective Sergeant Locke. Are you the doctor who called headquarters? Yes, that's right. Who's the guy on the floor? What happened to him? Willard Dexter. As to what happened to him, we don't know. What do you mean you don't know? Who was nearest Dexter at the time? Well, the lieutenant and I were with him. That's and right. I was behind him, and so was this lady. Oh, you were, huh? How about that lady? Yes, I guess that's right. Okay, then I want to take you two ladies, and you, lieutenant, and you, mister, aside for questioning. We'll go in this office here. Oh, and doctor, would you come along too, please? Of course, Sergeant. All right, just step in there. All right, Blondie, you too. Oh, I can't. I got a date in ten minutes. Go on, get in there. Am I arrested? Are you... Look, Blondie, you will be in just about one second if you don't get in there. Oh, all right, but don't call me Blondie. Hey, Durkin, don't let anyone in here. Right. Now, we'll get a little privacy. Uh, Lieutenant, let's have your story first. Well, we were standing in the crowd. Your name? Lieutenant Max Lerbach. Okay, go ahead. Well, Stanley and Dexter and I were at the bar. In what order? Order? Oh, uh, well, Dexter was on the right. I was in the middle, and Stanley was on the left. All right, go on. Dexter said that someone stuck a needle in his hand. Then suddenly he went limp and fell to the floor. Sergeant, on the back of his right hand, I found this little black cardboard disc. Eh? Under the disc is a small wound, and I've made a study of poisons. I believe that this man, Dexter, was poisoned. Poisoned? Yes. There's a poison which, taken internally, may do no harm at all. But the smallest bit introduced directly into the bloodstream causes almost immediate paralysis of the nerves which control the breathing. What poison? Curare. Huh? There's a trace of what seems to be curare on the underside of that black cardboard disc. Then you think he was murdered? It appears probable. Your idea, Doctor, is that someone jabbed a poison-coated needle into Dexter's hand? A minute or so before he collapsed. Now, where would a guy get this stuff? Well, certainly not from the average drugstore. Curare is made by the South American Indians. It's a very rare in this country. Say, Stanley, did you notice? Dexter died at the same time Quartz was executed. Say, I hadn't thought What's of that. that? The spy was electrocuted? Yes, Sergeant. Dexter was the clerk in the Army Ordnance Department who suspected Quartz and tipped off the FBI. Yeah? It couldn't have been a coincidence that they both died at practically the same minute. You don't suppose... The I don't suppose anything yet. Hey, Sarge. Photo and fingerprint boys are here. Right away, Dagan. Now, everyone, just sit tight a minute. 
Say, that's a rather unusual way to kill somebody, don't you think? I wonder if that police sergeant is right, and the killer really is one of those four people. Well, it's too bad our time is all up, or we could stay around and find out. I'm afraid you'll have to wait until next time when we present the entire story of Death in the Doghouse. This is Sergeant X, closing the doors of the Mystery Playhouse. Good night. Sleep tight. Forces Radio Service.
man who strikes terror into the very hearts of shopsters, lawbreakers, and criminals. Today, the Society of the Living Dead. In just a moment, the Shadow's exciting adventure will begin. Meanwhile, I have an important message for all you homeowners. We are now in the midst of the most treacherous season of the entire year. But you can protect your family's health during this danger period by burning blue coal. For blue coal gives you clean, uniform, healthful heat all winter long. And its harmless blue coloring is your guarantee of better heat at less cost. So when you order fuel, insist on blue coal. It's Pennsylvania's finest anthracite. Your nearest blue coal dealer will be glad to send you a trial ton. Phone him tomorrow. Hello, hello. Any classic? Sit down. Yes, go ahead, Turner. Mr. and Mrs. Smith are being held in Holly Military Prison as spies. The Smiths are believed not to be American citizens. What? Yes. The Prime Minister was handed a note by American ambassador this morning. Yes, go ahead. American State Department reported investigating circumstances under which the Smith passports were issued. Good work, Turner. Keep feeding it. Hold the presses for a new front page story. London correspondent is on the wire. This phony passport racket is being uncovered. news on the Smith case. Mr. and Mrs. Smith are not citizens. A fake passport and identification ring is expected. The name Schwartz was taken from tombstones to secure passports. More startling disclosures are promised by federal agents and local authorities who suspect widespread plots. Will you turn that radio All right, Margot. Well, a fake passport and identification record interest me. It's not in yard in England, the State Department of Washington, there are a whole New York police force working on that fake passport racket. Do you have to get mixed up in it? You see, Margot, it... it... It ties up with a case that interests me. You mean the suicide of your broker, Henry Adams? Yes. But Lamont, what possible connection could there be? I, I don't see it. Well, I didn't see any connection either until today, although Adams never struck me as being the type of man who would commit suicide. His body was found two weeks ago, and they buried him right afterwards in the family vault in Kingman Cemetery. Seems to me that's what you might call a closed case. Well, I don't agree, Margot. I noticed in one of the gossip columns the other day a remark that interested me very much. What is that? An item that said that Irene Adams, the orphan daughter of Henry Adams, was being courted by Ray Kelvin. Oh, Ray Kelvin was Henry Adams' partner, wasn't he? Yes, he was. But what interested me even more was another item which said that Ray Kelvin was very friendly with a man named Berger, who, according to all reports, is a very questionable character. I don't see the connection, Lamont. Well, but much of the evidence points to Berger being mixed up in his business. Oh, you mean that fake passport and identification ring that we just heard about on the radio? Yes. Margot... I want you to call on Adams' orphan daughter. Her name is Irene. Pose as a reporter. Ask her about the rumors of her coming marriage with Kelvin and find out if she actually saw the face of her father at any time after his death. All right, Lamont. Where will you be when I get back? I'll phone you at my office. Are you going to visit Berger as Lamont Cranston? No, Margot. I rather think Berger will be more impressed if I visit him with a shadow. I'm so sorry, Miss Adams. I, I know it's hard to talk to a stranger about such personal things so soon after your father's tragic death. Yes. Yes. True that my father didn't want me to marry Mr. Kelvin. It seemed so unfair. 
Ray Kelvin was his own partner in business. But you are going to marry Mr. Kelvin. Yes. I wanted to wait until soon after Father's death. But Ray has to go away to Europe. He may be gone for years. Oh, I see. Mr. Kelvin's leaving the country. But isn't he indicted on a stock swindling charge? Yes. Oh, but he says we'll soon have proof that he didn't have anything to do with it. Miss Adams, don't you realize that Mr. Kelvin can only clear himself by proving that your own father was the swindler? No, no. Ray wouldn't do that. Did you ever see your father after they found his body in the river? No. No. Mr. Kelvin said I shouldn't. He said it would only upset me. Do you believe your father committed suicide, Miss Adams? No. I can't bring myself to believe that of death. What does Ray Kelvin think about your father's death? Ray said it was suicide. But Dad was worried over what would happen when they tried him on that stock swindle charge. But don't you see, Miss Adams, Kelvin, your fiancé, has been implying all along that your father is a swindler. That he's going to clear himself by pinning the guilt on your father. No, no, I can't believe that. That's why your father opposed your marriage to Kelvin. No. Why are you saying these things? You have no right. Please go. Yes, I, I am going, Miss Adams. I'm so sorry if I've hurt you, but I... I believe you're going to thank me for keeping you from marrying a treacherous thief. Perhaps even a murderer. What do you mean? Who are you talking about? Your dead father's partner. Your fiancé, Ray Kelvin. All right, Kelvin. What's on your mind? Now, listen, Berger, I want action. I won't be safe till I get Adams to sign a confession taking full blame for that stock swindle. Yeah. I see you got the confession all ready for Adams to sign. Yes. Stated the day he was supposed to have jumped in the river. Hmm. How are you going to account for not having produced the confession until now? That's easy. I'll just tell the authorities that in going over his papers, I've just found it. Mm. The government will have to dismiss the charges against me when I produce this confession signed by Adams. What are you going to do with Adams? After he signed. That's where you and your man in the morgue come in. Hmm? You've got the papers that were on the man who was buried in Adams' place. All you have to do is put those papers on Adams when we dump him in the river. What? That's murder. I've never gone that far before. And you've never been paid $10,000 before either. Now, come on, quit stalling. Get your hat and coat. We're going to finish this job now. Now, wait a minute, Kelvin, wait a minute. I'll give you back that money. Every cent of it. No, no, I'm afraid of this. <laughs> Burger. What was that? Somebody laughed here in this office. Yes, Kelvin. It is the laughter that has echoed through the mind of many a killer during his last hours in the death house. Who is that, Burger? Kelvin. There's nobody here. Yes, Mr. Burger. The shadow is here. The shadow? Kelvin, did you hear that? The shadow. He knows. He's not everything. You can't go through with it now. Yes, Kelvin. I know everything. Yes? Well, I've heard about you, Shadow. The man who has the power to make himself invisible. I know how you do it. Hypnotic suggestion. Hindu mesmerism. Oriental trickery. Well, you don't scare me. Your murderous scheme is doomed to failure, Kelvin. Give it up before it is too late. Yeah, listen to him, Kelvin. Adams is still alive. We haven't murdered him yet. No, but we've kidnapped him and we'll burn for that if we're caught. Only we're not going to be caught, Shadow or no Shadow. Come on, Berger. You're coming with me. No, no, don't make me go through with it, Kelvin. Come on. Don't. I'll show you what I think of the shadow. Come on, or I'll drill you where you stand. And the shadow if he tries to stop me. You've had your warning, Kelvin. 
Remember. Come on, Berger, get going. And as for you, Shadow, here's a warning from me. If you follow us, I'll find a way to kill you. Remember that. Hello, Margot Lane. Lamont, I talked to Irene Adams. She never saw her father after he died. Henry Adams isn't dead, Margot. Oh, Lamont, are you sure? Where is he? I don't know, but Berger and Kelvin are on their way to the place where they're holding him, and I'm following them. Lamont, Kelvin is planning to marry Irene Adams and leave the country in a few days. Much can happen in a few days, Margot, even in a few hours. Lamont, let me meet you. Go with you. Maybe I can help. You can help me most by standing by with a shortwave radio. Keep it tuned in on the band the shadow always uses. All right, Lamont. But now you've discovered that Mr. Adams is alive, why don't you let the police handle it? As far as the police are concerned, Henry Adams is dead. Buried, a closed case. I guess you're right, but what about Berger and Kelvin? Do they know the shadow is on their trail? Yes, and Kelvin has dared the shadow to follow him. Lamont, it may be a trap, a trick to get you someplace where all your powers won't save you, where you'll be helpless. Lamont, please don't go, please. Margot, I must follow Berger and Kelvin. If they lead me to Adams, I may need help. Stand by, Margot. Stand by until you hear from the shadow. The shadow will return in just a moment. But first, I have a word of warning for you homeowners. Throughout this dangerous winter season, don't subject your family to needless colds and illness, resulting from uneven on-and-off-type heating. Thousands of careful homeowners are taking steps to avoid this risk. They're playing safe by ordering blue coal. For instance, blue coal sales in the city of Rochester for the current winter season are 20% ahead of last year's figure, and numerous other cities show similar increases. Here's why blue coal is preferred by so many people. Blue coal is a selected Pennsylvania anthracite, the fuel that gives off cleaner, more uniform, more dependable heat than any other coal. What's more... Furnaces, parlor stoves, and cooking ranges in this part of the country were especially designed to burn anthracite. And the cream of all American anthracite is blue coal. The harmless blue coloring with which blue coal is tinted is your all-time guarantee of better heat at less cost. Blue coal is mined by the Glen Alden Coal Company, and every carload is tested and retested for purity and uniform sizing before shipment. What's more... Blue coal is especially prepared for home use. You can get it in the four popular domestic sizes. Egg, stove, chestnut, or pea. So be guided in your fuel selection by Rochester families. For health and economy, too, insist on blue coal. Ask for it by name. Order a trial ton from your nearest blue coal dealer tomorrow. You'll find his name listed in the where to buy it section of your classified telephone directory under the name Blue Coal. Let's get this over with. What's the matter with you, Berger? You're jumpy as a cat. I know. It's the shadow. I'm scared. If you had any sense, you'd be scared too. Oh, forget the shadow. Yeah? But suppose he's trailed us. Here. To Kingland Cemetery. Now listen to me, Berger. Your job is to make Adam sign that confession. 
The shadow has developed superstitious fear in the underworld by means of his magician's tricks. He's dealing now with intelligent people who don't believe in Hocus Pocus. Why, there isn't one chance in a thousand the shadow's been able to follow us here. Uh, what'll you do if he has? Huh? What can you do? You leave the shadow to me. I'll deal with him if he comes. Uh, it's the Adams grave vault just ahead, isn't it? Yeah. It's that underground vault on the left. I have the keys to the vault. Yeah, right here. I'll get the vault door open. Yeah. Give me, give me a hand with this door. Ouch. We got a ton. Uh, be careful Adams doesn't get out. Where's your flashlight? Right here. <laughs> There's Adams. On the floor in the corner. What'd I tell you? <laughs> I bet he's so weak he can't crawl. Much less run. Burger, he looks like he's dead. If he is, the whole scheme's ruined. I warned you to be careful. He ain't dead. I know I'm dead when I see one. He's just sleeping, that's all. Wake him up and we'll see if he's ready to listen to reason. He'll listen. Come on, Adams. Come on. Wake up. Hey, snap out of it. What? What? Who are you? Never mind who I am. Come on. Sit up. Are you going to take me out of this tomb? Are you? Yeah, you're going to get out. All you have to do is sign your name to a piece of paper. Water. Give me a drink. All I've had for days is the moisture on the stones. Nothing to eat. Nothing. Hmm. I got something better than water. So I got this brandy I'll set you up. Oh, thanks. Thank you. <laughs> How did you find out they'd locked me up in this grave vault? I thought they were going to leave me here till I died. And then put me in that coffin there, in place of that corpse that's supposed to be me. Never mind about that now. You're going to have a chance to get out of this grave alive, if you do as you're told. Listen, Berger, quit wasting time. Here's the confession and a pen. Make him sign it. Kelvin, you... I couldn't see you with a flashlight in my eyes. You, my own trusted partner. You're behind this. You've done this to me. You stole those securities. Framed me. Sure. Sure I did. You're innocent. But if you want to get out of this family vault of yours, you'll take the blame. Sign this confession. I won't. I'll never sign it. Oh, yes, you will. Cut it out, Kelvin. He can't stand much of that in the shape he's in. Do you want to kill him? I won't sign it. I won't. A confession for me would clear you, Kelvin. Put the blame on me. Leave you free to marry my daughter, Irene. You made her think I'd drown myself. I'm innocent of the swindling charge. You're the guilty one. You'll sign that confession or I'll break every bone in your body. I told you to go easy. Adams is out cold. Shut up and help me bring him around. The shadow on our trail, there's no time to lose. Yeah, I know. And I give plenty to know where the shadow is right now. (laughs) What would you give, Burger? Kill me. He's here. The shadow's here in the ball, Willis. Berger, turn off that flashlight. Quick. <laughs> now you think we're on even terms. Don't you, Kelvin? You can't see me in the dark of the tomb. And you think I cannot see you. Yes. Yes, that's right, Shadow. Kelvin, where are you going? Stay with you, Berger. You too, Shadow. I may not be able to see you, but if you come close enough to try to stop me closing the door of this vault, 
I'll fill you full of lead. Tell him, tell him, don't leave me You're here. You're no use to me anymore, Burger. You can thank the shadow for that. You ain't going to leave me in here to die. You dirty double-cutting rat. All right, Burger. I'll do you one last favor. I won't leave you to die from thirst and hunger. You'll be luckier than Adams and the shadow. Come on, Burger. Try to get out before I close this steel door. No, give me a break, Tommy. I'll never talk. Give me a chance. Have the gun on me. You know that. Yes, Burger, I know that. Come on. I was just fooling. Oh, you mean I killed him? So, Kelvin, you shot Berger and added murder to your other crime. You'll never get out of this vault to tell about it, Shadow. You've cheated me out of a chance to beat that swindle indictment. You've ruined my chance of getting Irene with her Adam's money. Well, now you're going to have plenty of time to wish you'd never meddled in this. You'll have the pleasure of watching Adams die. He's almost dead now. And when he's gone, you'll have the company of three dead men. Three dead men. Waiting for you to join them. Goodbye, Shadow. You can lock that steel door, Kelvin. But somehow the Shadow will still get out. All right, Shadow. Let's see you try it. Shadow. Shadow. Kelvin, double-cross me. I'm done for all right. What about you? Can you get out of this place like you said? The police will be here in a few minutes. You, you told them to come here, you mean? No, but I'm going to. Right now. Margot Lane. Margot Lane. Notify Commissioner Weston to pick up Ray Kelvin. Have him send a squad of men to Kingman Cemetery. Have them open the gray vault of Henry Adams. Adams is alive. But in the critical condition, Margot. Don't come into the cemetery yourself. Kelvin is at large. Notified Police Commissioner Weston at once. So, Shadow, you're calling the cops. Shadow, it's Kelvin. He's in that air vent at the top of the vault. He heard you calling the cops. Yes, I heard you, Shadow. And if you think the police are going to get here in time to save you, you're mistaken. Every minute you waste in gloating brings you nearer the electric chair, Kelvin. Don't waste your sympathy on me, Shadow. <laughs> I wonder what you'll look like when the cops find you with Berger and Adams. All of you drowned like rats in a trap. Because that's what's going to happen to you. You're going to drown like rats in a trap. Listen. Walter! He's going to fill the boat full of water, Shadow! Yes, right up to the top. And it won't take long. Too bad for you I found a fire hose in the groundkeeper's shed. Now let the police come. They're welcome to anything they can get out of any of you when they get here. So long, Shadow. Let's see you get out of that spot. Shadow, he's gone. Water. Water. It's water. Water. Shadow, the water's an inch deep on the floor already. Yes, and it's rising every minute. Our only hope is that the police will get here in time. Use that radio of yours. Tell them what's happened. Tell them to hurry. The radio transmitter is wet. useless. Except the last appeal for help. Help me, Shadow. Help me. You deserve no help, Berger. You left Adams here to die. Oh, Kelvin made me do it. I never did anything like this before. I ran a fake passport and identification racket, that's all. I never killed anybody. I swear to Shannon. The water. It's getting deeper. Deeper. Water. Water. There's only one high water. place in this tomb. One high place. On top of the casket casket of the man you buried and made the world believe was Henry Adams. Lift me up there. I'll drown here on the floor. Irene. Irene. Now, Berger, 
No. Help me. I won't lift you up. Adams is too weak to stand. There's only room for one on top of that coffin. And if anyone is to have a few extra minutes of life, Adams will get it. What are you going to do? Put Adams on top of the coffin. His life is worth a dozen like yours. Irene. Irene. Forgive me. I was afraid you were going to marry Kelvin. I knew he was treacherous. A thief. How? Shut up. In God's name, help me up. Help me on my feet. Leave me against the wall. Don't do that much for me. Yes, Burger. I'll do that much for you. It's all I can do. Thanks. Thanks, Shut up. Here I am. Trying to save himself from drowning so that I can die of bullet wounds. <laughs> Here I am, being lifted by a man whose hands I can feel on my arms, but I can't see. <laughs> maybe, maybe it isn't happening. Maybe it's a dream. Maybe this is death. No, Burger, this is not death. This is real. You're still alive, and I am here, and Adams is here. The water is rising all around us. Up to our waist now. What about you, Shadow? I've heard queer things about you that you couldn't be killed. Can't you get out of here, huh? Even though Come I on. have the power of invisibility, I cannot walk through solid stone walls. No windows, no other opening but that door. You try it. Try it, just move. Maybe you didn't lock when Kelvin closed it, huh? Maybe. Oh, try something, Shadow. Try anything. Yes, yes. I guess I might be a chance. I'm going to try to break down the door. Ah, useless burger. You mean you can't even save yourself? No, I can't even save myself. Help doesn't come soon if this vault fills to the roof. The shadow will die as quickly as you, burger. No, no. <laughs> Not quite as quick. I'm finished, Shadow. Thanks to Kelvin's bullets. <laughs> I won't drown. No. And perhaps you were lucky after all, Burger. Irene. Irene, help me. Help me. Listen to me. Listen to me, Henry Adams. Listen. Help is coming. But it will be too late unless you help yourself. Kelvin. Kelvin is filling this tomb with water. It's up to the top of the coffin you're lying on. Listen to me, Henry Adams. You must get up. Hold on to me or you will drown. I... I can't. My strength is gone. You must. You must. For Irene's sake. Who are you? What are you doing here? I am the shadow. I came here to save you, but I'm afraid I failed. Shadow? The shadow? It doesn't matter who or what I am. Shadow! Shadow, are you still there? Still alive? No, Kelvin. The fascination of murder has drawn you back to the seat of your crime. I just wanted to make sure of you, Shadow. In that case, you'd better wait a few minutes longer, Kelvin. Who is that? Who is that talking? It sounds like Kelvin. Irene! 
Irene, don't do it. Don't marry Kelvin. He'll marry me. With you and Berger and the shadow out of the way, she'll never know, Adams. She'll never know. Kelvin. Kelvin, do you hear that? You hear that, Kelvin? It's the police. Run for your life, Kelvin, or better still. Fight them off. They're cheating you out of your triumph of death. going to drown like rats. The police won't get me. They won't get you out of there in time. You'll drown. Drown like rats. You will. Get that man. Stop him. Stop you or I'll shoot. Let him have it. You in, Shadow. I got him. Okay, come on. Come on, men. Get the door of that vault open and see what's going on here. Here are the keys I got from the watchman at the cemetery gate, Commissioner. All right. Get that door open. Right. Commissioner, there's water spurting out around the sides and bottom of the door. Good heavens. The hole's been flooded. Commissioner, there's a street flushing hose attached to the hydrant. It's pouring water into that vault. Shut it off. Quick. Sergeant, open that door. Yes, sir. Look out, Sergeant. Good heavens. The vault must have been filled with a roof. Quick. Throw your flashlight on the floor. Yes, sir. Commissioner, there's a man lying on top of that pack. Come on, that man isn't dead. He's trying to get up. Yeah. Come on, here. Give me a hand with him. Right. Come on. This, this must be Adam. It is. Adams. Henry Adams. Commissioner Weston. Shadow. It's the shadow again. Yes, Commissioner, it's the shadow. You were just in time. So I see. What's back of all this? Henry Adams committed suicide two weeks ago. He was buried in this vault. If this man is Adams, who's in that sealed casket? Just one of the many unidentified men and women who find their way into the morgue, Commissioner. Foreign spies and secret agents pay big prices for passports issued in the names of those unidentified men and women. Good heavens, Shadow. But, Commissioner, the fake identification ring is smashed. And Berger, the leader, was killed. Commissioner, this is the end of the society... The living dead. Ladies and gentlemen, before the shadow leaves you, here's John Barclay, Blue Coal's heating expert. Ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Barclay. Thank you, Ken Roberts. Good evening, friends. Tonight I have some news for all you homeowners. When you buy Blue Coal, you're entitled to the free John Barclay service. At your request, a John Barclay serviceman will be sent to inspect your heating plant. No matter what your problem may be, he can solve it for you. And his valuable advice is yours, free of charge. Thousands of families are profiting by the John Barclay heating service. For instance, a woman in Roxbury, Massachusetts writes, I'm truly grateful for the valuable information given me by your John Barclay serviceman. I've learned more about saving coal and looking after my furnace this year than ever before. And friends, that's only one of the many expressions of satisfaction I receive every day. So for the very best results, I earnestly recommend that you burn blue coal in your heating plant and take advantage of the free John Barclay heating service. Phone your nearest blue coal dealer tomorrow. And here's another suggestion for you homeowners. Either write me in care of this station or send to Blue Coal, 120 Broadway, New York City, 
for my valuable free booklet, How to Reduce the Cost of Heating Your Home. Thank you. Thank you, Mr. Barclay. And friends, write to John Barclay or Blue Coal, 120 Broadway, New York City, and get your free copy of How to Reduce the Cost of Heating Your Home. You have just heard a dramatized version of one of the many copyrighted stories which appear in the Shadow Magazine. All the characters and all the places named are fictitious. Any similarity to persons living or dead is purely coincidental. (laughs) The weed of crime bears bitter fruit. Crime does not pay. Next week, same time, same station, Blue Coal, America's finest anthracite, will again present another thrilling adventure of the shadow. Be sure to listen, and be sure to burn Blue Coal, the solid fuel for solid comfort. The fascination of the eerie, weird, blood-chilling tales told by old Nancy, the witch of Salem, and Satan, her wise black cat. They are waiting, waiting for you, now. Thirteen-year-old I be today. Yes, sir. A hundred and thirteen-year-old. <laughs> well, Satan, we'll be getting down to our yarn spinning if you'll tell folks to douse all lights. That's it. We want things nice and cheerful for our pretty little tales. <laughs> now draw up to the fire and gaze into the embers. Gaze into them deep. And soon you'll be across the seas in the jungle land of Africa. British Africa. In what's called Tanganyika territory. <laughs> Hear that chanting and them savage drums? With them begins our story of the Devil Mask. <laughs> the Devil Mask! <laughs> drums have been booming for a solid hour now. We'll probably hear them until well past midnight. <laughs> I'll wager the drummer Johnny's will have aching wrists tomorrow, and the singers won't be able to speak above a whisper. On the contrary, they'll all feel wonderfully refreshed. Such a ceremony to these tribesmen is, well, like going to St. Paul's on Easter morning or cantering through Hyde Park on a bright spring day would be to us. Oh, you mustn't speak of London here. It's only a reminder that we're over a month away from there. But we're leaving for England tomorrow, Harlan. You and Alec and I, when we reach there, we'll find it no more pleasant than Africa. You're right. For one finds contentment within himself, not in his surroundings. Well, one thing's certain, the foggy old London moon's never so beautiful as the one above us now. It is beautiful, isn't it? Gorgeous. 
like those we used to sit and watch so long ago in Surrey, as we... Please, Harlan. Because you're now married to another man, can't I indulge in spoken memories? I wish you wouldn't. All right. Uh, rather a nice compliment, those blacks out there are paying you and Alec, with their chanting and their drumming. Yes. Gadeo, the witch doctor's son, told me all about it, in his funny pidgin English. I had already told you. Oh, you simply said they were holding a religious ceremony to pray that you and Alec have a safe journey back to civilization. Gadeo's version was far more dramatic. He said this jamboree was to propitiate the devils so they wouldn't harm them. That's why Monpo, his father, came here to the bungalow a while ago and muttered magic words about each piece of our baggage to drive away the devil. <laughs> <laughs> well, that mask he had on certainly ought to frighten them away. <laughs> it's a sacred devil mask, one especially for this sort of ritual. Mm, Rum-looking object. Yes. Instead of taking measures to protect us, they think they're doing... They should pray to all their gods that we never leave the jungle alive. Oh, why, Phyllis? They owe you gratitude. Gideo tells me that you... Oh, I've tried to treat them decently. Mm. You mean that Alec... No, no. He's treated them well, too. Except when he's been drinking. Then... Then he isn't responsible. In the seven days I've been here, Alec's never drawn a sober breath. He's inside that bungalow now, sleeping off a quarter of whiskey. And he'll begin on another the moment he awakes. It, it isn't his fault. It's just the effect that Africa has upon some white men. When Alec gets back to England, he'll become himself again. I hope so. No, hang it all, I don't. I hope the rotter drinks himself to death as fast as he can. I hope he... Uh, forgive me, Phyllis. I'm going inside. Good night, Harlan. No, please. Let go of my hand. No, I won't. Now I've begun, I won't let you go till I've finished. Phyllis, when your father brought you to Africa, my regiment was sent to India three years ago. You were engaged to marry me. For six months after that, I received your letters. Love letters, just as I wrote every day to you. And suddenly, I heard no more from you. And, and months later, I heard you'd married Alec. I didn't mean to speak, but now... Why? Why? Hasn't it occurred to you that I may have married Alec because I loved him and had fallen out of love with you? Was... Was that the reason? I... Yes. I see. Phyllis! Phyllis! Alec's awake. Phyllis, where the devil are you? I'm coming, Alec. Oh, you're outside. Stay where you are, I'll come to you. Well, you and Lieutenant Lawrence being romantic in the moonlight? We've been talking, Alec, and... Listening to the chanting. It was that blasted noise woke me up. Where's my whip? I'll soon make a beggar stop. No, no. You can't interfere with them. Alex, that ceremony is for us. Huh? Oh, yeah. So you told me. <laughs> oh, Monpo is driving devils out of the way, so I'll get to England safely. Nice of him after all the kicks I've landed on where he should wear pants. <laughs> He's got a first-class Christian spirit. Don't you think so, Harlan? Yes. He finds it easier to return good for evil than I ever shall. Oh, I wouldn't say that. You've got a first-class Christian spirit, too. <laughs> Why, you even come and pay me a visit after I married a woman you was once engaged to. Alec. Don't worry, Phyllis. I ain't gonna quarrel with your ex-lover. See here, Anton. I don't propose to... Hey, don't get mad. I ain't mad. I like to have you around, Lieutenant. <laughs> <laughs> so you can enjoy watching my happy married life. Alec, go back to bed, please. All right, all right. I'll leave you two alone again. Please. please. Here, I'll help you. I don't need any help. What I need is another bottle of whiskey. No. Yeah. 
You don't want me to stop those black monkeys in the village from making a noise, so I got a drink enough not to hear them. I got a bottle in the cupboard here. All right. Get it if you must. Of course I'll get it. Hey. What's the matter? The bottle I had in here is gone. You must have taken it then. No. I put an extra bottle here special, so as I'd have it when I'm in a hurry. Who's stolen it? No one, Alex. Not a soul has been in this room since you fell asleep, except Lieutenant Lawrence, Monpo, and I. Monpo? Then he took it. I'll teach that Stephen witch doctor to steal my whiskey. Alec, put down that pistol. Come back. Take your hands off of me. Harlan, help me. Harlan. Now you keep out of this, Lawrence. Let me go. Drop that pistol, Alec. Stop. You're breaking my arm. Drop that pistol. I've dropped it. Take your hands off Get the gun, Phyllis. I have it. Lead him to bed. He doesn't know what he's doing. Oh, yes, I do. I'm going to kill that thief, Monpo. He's not a thief. He was never near that cupboard. He only came into the house to perform his magic on our luggage, to do us a favor, as he thinks. That rotten blighter has my whiskey. Monpo stole my whiskey. I think we'd, we'd better go away. He'll soon go back to sleep. Yes, he's, he's falling asleep now. Come on. All right. Uh, I'll, I'll kill the thieving blighter. Here, you keep his pistol. I don't want him to have it handy if he wakes up again. He's liable to do anything. Oh, God. To think you're married to that swine. To think you love him. Harlan, I'm going to tell you the truth. Truth? About Alec and me. What do you mean? Let's go outside again. Please open the door. Certainly. When I said I married Alec because I loved him, I lied. Phyllis. I mean to go on lying. But after all, I owe you the truth. Oh, why You didn't know you? that my father died of fever six months after we arrived here. Yes. That was when my letters to you stopped. The day before he died, a missionary came here. He was from the coast and on his way to the interior. Father knew that he had but a few hours to live. And when the missionary left, I'd be alone with Alec. Was the only other white man in 50 miles of jungle. Alec had often tried to make love to me. He was thinking heavily then. Well, he suggested to Father that if he didn't have the missionary marry us, I... I believe you understand. The filthy, beastly swine. Nothing we can say or do will change it. But we can change the future, and we will. Oh, my darling, you still love me. You'll get a divorce, and then... There can be no divorce. You... You mean you'll stay with this... this brute? He isn't a brute. He's a weak, spoiled, selfish child. He must have his own way, no matter how he gets it. No matter who it harms. I'm his wife, and I must take care of him and keep him out of trouble as long as we both live. You're not thinking reasonably. You've got to listen to me, and then... Everything you could say, I've already said to myself. Now, we'll never mention this again. You've already arranged to return to England with Alec and me, so that can't be changed. But after we reach there, we must never see each other again. I want you to promise me that, Harlan. No. If you must take care of the swine you call a weak child, then I must look after you until he dies or sends you to your grave. Harlan. How can you have sympathy with such a beast? Or consider it your duty to sacrifice our lives for his? Oh, can't you understand? No, I can't. No more than I can understand why those blacks out there should repay his kicks with prayers that he was safe from devils. I can't understand why any rotter should get better than he merits. And I don't believe God permits such blind injustice for long. Harlan, what was that? Sounded like the back door. Alex's awakened. He's gone out. Oh, what if he has? Yes. There he goes across the compound toward the native village. A 
Come, he has a gun. A gun? I have his pistol. He's taken his rifle. We'll stop him. But why? Come on, quick. He thinks Montrose stole that whiskey. And if he reaches the village before we can stop him... Oh, you don't think he's... He's liable to do anything. Oh, he's disappeared among the huts. Pardon. If he attacks the witch doctor when he's wearing the sacred devil mask, the other blacks will... Oh! A rifle. The drums have stopped. Ha, 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 ha. I'll teach you blacks to steal my liquor. Alex! Look! By that fire. Monpo, lying on the ground. I said I'd kill that dirty thief. Gadeo, Gadeo, your father isn't badly hurt. He isn't... Look for yourself, I miss you. There's a hole in his mouth that's spattered with blood. Shot between the eyes. Yes. My father, Monpo, die as the have on the sacred mask. Oh, Gadeo, I... Gadeo know that you do not wish him die, I miss you. But for boss who did... Come on, Come My husband didn't know what he was doing. Phyllis, get behind me. They're closing in around us. Keep away from me, you blacks. I'll shoot the first who takes another step. You keep back, Gadeo, or I'll kill you like I did your thieving father. Another of you. Now will my father, people. It is the dead who pay you for what you do tonight. Dead? You have killed a priest as you drive him devil from your path. Now his soul will drive those devils on you. <laughs> That's funny. When the sun rises in the morning, you will laugh no more. For you will own my father's devil mask. I'll own the devil mask? With his blood on the hole your bullet makes when you kill him. Will you take his life? He gives to you his mask. Father people, no more close them way. You're free to leave here now. When the sun rises, you will own the devil mask, and it will never leave you come die. Phyllis, it's nearly morning. Won't you lie down now and get a little rest? Don't ask me again. You know I can't. In a few hours, we'll be starting through the jungle for the coast. You can't stand the trip without rest. Here I can watch that village. Oh, if the blacks meant to attack this bungalow, they'd have done it hours ago. I'm convinced that Gadeo wasn't attempting any trick. The poor Negro really means to leave his vengeance to the dead. His people believe the dead have much more power than the living. But... I still can't understand the things he said about that devil mask. Uh, some other savage superstition, I suppose. I've been in Africa too long to despise what whites call just savage superstition. But you don't think that that, that dead man's mask going to harm him, do you? I don't know. Gadeo said Alec would own the mask by sunrise. Since we left the village, those drums have never ceased. They're making magic there. If the mask or anything else gets into this bungalow, it'll have to come by magic. Every door and window in the place is locked but this one, and we've sat behind its screen all night. I'm sorry I can't believe anything will pay that rotter his just deserts. Harlan. He's even safe here from the law. Looks as though I was wrong last night, and I told you God wouldn't long permit injustice. Ah! Alec! Yeah, he must be having a nightmare. Come with me, quick. Look at the foot of my bed. That thing that's growing at me. A devil mask. How did it get here? Look out of that window, Harlan. Lord, the sun's rising.
After tramping through this rotten jungle all day, I'd like to sit quiet in my tent tonight and have a drink in peace. Will you two please stop talking about this crazy mask? Not until you do as your wife asks, Ransom, and get rid of the thing. Why in heaven's name did you bring it with you? When you first saw it on your bed this morning, you were more afraid of it than Phyllis is. I was merely startled. When I saw how frightened you two were, I made up my mind to keep it and prove what fools you are. There's no use arguing with him further, Harlan. It only makes him more stubborn. I'm stubborn because I won't give in to savage superstition. And I let Gideo and the rest of those blacks know they weren't going to scare me with their mumbo-jumbo. You heard me when they all came sneaking around to watch us leave. <laughs> I thanked them for their funny devil mask and said I'd keep it to remember them by. Yes. And Gadeo repeated that you'd keep it until the day you die. Then I'll have it for a long while, and it won't hurt me in the meantime. I wouldn't be too sure of that. It wasn't presented to you as a love token, and it came to you somehow through locked doors and solid walls. So you and Phyllis say... Because we know. Don't think for a minute I care what happens to you. But your wife's terrified of that mask. The least you can do is to humor her fears. If you must know, I'm keeping it because I like to see you bothered. I guess that leaves nothing more to be said, Phyllis. I hope not. Then I can have a quiet drink. <laughs> Trying to scare me with an ugly wooden face that has shells for eyes and bits of filed-off lead and brass for teeth. Yeah, and a bullet hole between the eyes. <laughs> it was about this time last night I put it there. I'll have a drink to celebrate. Let's get out of here, Phyllis. Where we won't have to breathe the same air as that. that. <laughs> I thought that had shocked your tender sensibilities. Get out! Get out, both of you! And leave me alone! Tell my wife what a cad I am and how much better off she'd be with you. It won't do you any good, but she won't leave me. Get out! Get out, you swine! Don't, Harlan! Ah. Come! <laughs> wait! Wait! Come back! Where are those drums sounding? Drums? miles away from any village. Who's drumming in this jungle? I don't hear any drums. Neither do I. Well, what's the matter with your ears? They're getting louder every second. There isn't a sound outside. There's drums, I tell you. And voices chanting. Like there was last night. Those blacks are coming after me. You can't hear drums or chanting. No, there's none to hear. You're lying to me. Now they're just outside. They're all around this tent. Where's my gun? They won't get me without a fight. Don't let him touch that rifle, Harlan. Well, I've got him. The fool's gone mad. Let, let me go. Let me go. <laughs> Look at the mask. The mask? It's just blood on it. As it was last night. Fresh blood. Oh, you're seeing and hearing things that don't exist. You're lying to me. Lying. Drums are beating all around me. The blood is pouring from that mask. Imagine drums. There's no blood on that mask. But I see blood. And I hear drums. That devil mask keeps grinning at me. It whispers in the dead man's voice. And soon I'll die. It's going to kill me. <gasps> no, no, no. Oh, no, no. <sighs> How long has your husband been like this, Mrs. Ransom? It began three weeks ago, Doctor, in the jungle. He didn't talk as you've just heard him do at first. That began after we came aboard this ship. Now he keeps it up at intervals night and day. Hmm. And you say this fixation concerning drums and blood 
is in some way connected with that African witch mask at his bedside. Yes, Doctor. Then why haven't you removed it? You try removing that mask from his bedside, Doctor. Oh, I mean to. Wait. He's quiet now, which usually means that he's dozed off. Move very quietly so that he can't possibly hear you. Why? If you do as we ask, it will save much explanation. Mm, very well. Oh, no. No. Don't touch that mask. Bring it back. If you take it away, well, I can't see it grinning. I won't know what it's planning. I won't know when it's going to kill me. Here, here. Here's your mask, man. Take it and get back to bed. You, you won't take it away again. Oh, you won't. No, 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 no. Get back in bed. No. You see why we haven't removed the mask, Doctor? How did he know I touched the thing? His eyes were tightly closed. I didn't make a sound. He just knows, Doctor. That's all. Oh, drums. Drums keep beating all around me. The drums. It's beginning oh, again. That mask must be removed without his knowledge. Yes, but how? When you called at my quarters and hinted what sort of a case this was, I prepared this hypodermic in advance. Now, you hold him tightly, Lieutenant, while I jab the needle in his arm. All right. Oh, 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 let me go. What are you going to do with me? Oh, my arm. Quiet, man, quiet. Oh, no, you're going to make me sleep while you take away the mask. Don't do it. If you do, I'll die. No, 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 please, no. I gave him a double dose. It's hitting him quick. Oh, no. Don't. Don't. Drums. The drums are basically. Now, take that ugly witch mask and throw it through the porthole. There. It's in the sea. He should sleep for 48 hours and wake up cured. Harlan, the mask has bobbed up to the surface. It seems to be grinning at us. Phyllis! The ship should be leaving it behind. But it seems to be traveling along at our side. As though it was following. You you don't think... That... The Deo said Alec would own it until the day he died. As much as it hurts me to thank you for anything, Harlan, I'm forced to admit that you probably saved my life by throwing that rotten mask overboard. I'm not at all proud of saving your life, Ransom. Oh, too bad I didn't go crazy or blow out my brains when those drums were throbbing in my head all day and night. Then you'd have won my wife, perhaps. Suppose we don't discuss that. I've called at your hotel tonight to bid Phyllis goodbye. May I see her now? Did you say goodbye? She made me promise that after we reached England, I'd never see her again. Our ship docked this morning and you rushed her away. I'm keeping my promise after tonight. Well, that's simply fine. She'll be here in a moment. Ah, knowing I won't see you anymore adds extra delight to being home again. Oh, England. After three years in the bush, first-class whiskey instead of African trade slush. And feast your eyes on that roaring fire in the grate. No open fireplaces in Tanganyika. And here, there are no savage superstitions that a clever chap like you can use to drive another mad. What do you mean? I've got that mask business figured out. You seized upon Gadeo's crazy threat that night as a means to drive me mad or kill me. You brought the mask into the house and put it at my bedside. It was your constant suggestion that made me hear those drums and see that blood. Ah, you're talking like a lunatic. Oh, no. I'm talking like a sane man now because I'm safe in sober England where nothing in the world can frighten me. My wife can get along without your goodbye, Lieutenant. You're getting out of here now. No, I'm not. Get out, I say. Get out. Alex. Phyllis, you're just in time, my dear, to see your lover leave here. I'm putting him out. No. You can't put this pistol can. You're looking at my wife for the last time until the day I die. And that will be for a long, long time. Now, there's the door. Get out. You have me at a disadvantage. Goodbye, Phyllis. That's enough. Get out. What? Drums. Drums. 
I hear drums again. Drums coming closer. Drums in England. No. No, the mask is gone. At the bottom of the sea. The mask can't find me here. What's that? Who's at that door? Oh, look at me, Mr. Ranson, sir. Well, what? Who, who, who are you? Oh, I was your room steward on the ship, sir. Oh, I think the lady there recognized me. Yes, sir. But why... What do you want me here? Oh, I've come to return some property of yours. What was fished up from the dock this afternoon. I remember seeing it in your cabin when you were so terrible sick about two weeks back, sir. And I What's think... wrapped in that paper you carry? What do you bring to me? Why, uh, oh, it's just this, sir. Oh! The mask! It's swallowed. I knew it when I heard those drums. And now they're throbbing my head once more. But it's not going to turn my mind again. I'll destroy it now for good and all. Ah, you're plunging the fire. Yes. <laughs> Water brought it back to me, but nothing can return from fire. It's flame from which all devils come, and back to flames they go. <laughs> I'll beat your rotten witchcraft now, I... Oh! It's shot! It came from that mask, in the fire. There's a bullet hole in Alec's head. Between his eyes. He's dead. How? Pull that mask from the flames, quick. Yes, all right, sir. I've got it with your tongs. Let me smother out the flames. Let the rug will do it, sir. Why take it from the fire? To save the rest of our lives. Look. Look where the fire's eaten away the wood. The metal teeth of the mast? Our old rifle cartridges with the bullets filed to slugs. And when the fire got them out, one popped right off. Then, then Alec was killed by natural means. And all the other things were coincidence. Imagination. I wonder. What do you think? What do you think? <laughs> You're right about that. <laughs> After the husband's funeral, them lovers went right out and got a marriage license. <laughs> Good old devil mask. <laughs> 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 